Hello, everyone. Welcome back, and thank you for joining leaders and non-leaders alike, people everywhere. It's truly a pleasure to be with you today. I'm your host, Chris Panetta. This is the Rooted Leadership Podcast. We have a special one today, which I want to get to here in a moment. We're actually going to have three guests. Uh, it's going to be a new a first for us. We're full of firsts. Our last episode was our first Zoom episode uh, where we were all on Zoom together. And today we're going to have three people joining me. So uh, very much looking forward to that. But first, as always, I'd like to give a quick synopsis of why it is that we're doing what we're doing and why we're here and why we have this podcast and why we try to learn as much as we can from people and leaders in our community and beyond that. A couple of years ago, we had this idea to raise the tide of leadership in our community. Now, we have great leaders right now, but we wanted to make sure that we had great leaders for many years to come. So what is what was our role in ensuring that coming to pass? Well, we thought long and hard and realized we don't have a leadership institute or anything of its kind in our community that does a few things, one of them being provide quality education on what it means for what it means to be a leader, what it means to lead. Uh, and so that was one thing. The second was there's nowhere to go in our community to get quality mentorship. So that was the second. The third was real world application. If we're not going to do what we're learning and apply it, then why even try? And so we formed a leadership institute around those three components and we created our own leadership framework, something that can truly stand on its own. That's what we call the rooted that's what we call the rooted leadership framework. Hence, this is the rooted leadership podcast. And again, our institute is called Groundwork and Leadership Institute. Part of being an institute means that we need to gather as much information as possible. And so we spend our time in these episodes on this show, learning as much as we can about leaders in our community and leaders outside of our community. And today is a treat because we have three guests that are not typical of the guests that we've had before, not just by age, because there's quite a margin there, but also by point or, well, I guess timeline of life. These individuals just finished high school. That's what we're going to have on today. Um, three gentlemen, young men that I had the privilege of knowing that participated in our first ever Outward Mindset class for high school kids at one of our high schools. We have Ian, Isaac, and Gage that are going to be joining us today. And from day one, when I met these these guys, they were goofballs. Um, but their experience in this class, uh, I believe, um, just in hearing stories, was that of a transformative nature. So I want all of you to learn from them. Uh, in fact, this will probably be, you know, one of our, I, I'm hoping it will be one of our most listened to episodes because we're going to be learning from, from, you know, young adults. Uh, and, and I think in a lot of ways they speak to this idea of seeing people as people, you know, better than most of us. Um, and they don't have years and years of different degrees or, books or other education to get in the way of the simplicity of what it means to see people as people. And so we're going to have them join here shortly. And I'm really looking forward to what we're going to dive into today. So thanks again for joining and I'm going to pull them in now. All right. Cool. We are back uh, with the three amigos as their former teacher used to refer to them. Uh, we have Isaac, Ian, and Gage. Uh, I can see them. They're on a Zoom call with me, but 
for you listeners. You just can hear their wonderful voices. Uh, but happy for them. I'm so happy that they're they're here, they're with me today. Obviously, I wish I could have them in studio. Um, we have a nice studio here, but it's just me sitting here alone. Wish they could be in here with us. <laughs> but grateful for them joining. Um, grateful to to have the opportunity to learn from them today, along with all of you. So, like I mentioned, you three, I gave you a brief intro, um, in in the introduction to this episode, but. That was before you were listening. So go ahead and share uh, a little bit about yourselves. And you, any of you can start. There's no particular order. Uh, I'm Ian Watson, I'm freshman right now at Grand Canyon University Online. I'll be heading down to campus in Phoenix in uh, January. Great. Awesome. Um, hi, Nick. I'm also going to Grand Canyon in January. Ian and I are going to be roommates. Uh, I'm excited to go. Uh, my name's Gage DeCamp. I'm staying in-state. I'm going to be going to OSU on campus next year, but I've started online so far this year. Awesome. And you three were part of the first ever experimental outward mindset class for for high school kids. Um, the first of its kind. There, is, there was never a class like it before. Um, and so we've we talked quite a bit about outward mindset on this on this podcast, on this show, and quite a bit about seeing people as people. So our listeners are kind of used to that language. Um, and uh, your teacher, uh, Drew, who I'd love to ask you all about, but he talks about the origin story of the class and how it came to be, um, which is kind of fun to to reminisce upon that because then you have three awesome uh, uh, young men like like the three here today that are kind of a result of of all of that effort. So go ahead. And tell us a little bit about uh, Drew, because he was a he was a really important part in the creation of the first ever outward mindset class. And 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 I say that like it's a big deal. It, you know, it sort of it, I guess it sort of is. Outward mindset is uh, a curriculum from the Arbinger Institute all over the world, but they've never really gotten it into a high school um, to the degree that that we were able to teaching it. You know, to kids for an actual class. It wasn't like it was part of a class. It was the class. Um, but your, your former teacher, and I know he's your, he's your buddy still, uh, uh, you know, Drew Monarchy, um, was a key part in that. Go ahead and share. Anybody can answer um, yeah. a little bit about Drew. I grew up knowing Monarchy. I, I never call him Drew or Mr. Monarchy. It's always just been Monarchy. But uh, my, I have three older siblings and each of them had him as a teacher for their history classes. And then my junior year of high school, I had him as my, my push teacher. And you can tell right away that he's just a different kind of teacher. And I learned from him better. He is interactive. And you can tell that he really cares about us as a student. Um, and then for that to just go straight into my senior year and take this class with him, I think that he was the perfect person to teach it because he was already doing the things before in my other class. And so just for him to take that on and um, introduce that to us, I think he was a, the perfect person to do that. Yeah. Yeah. He was a great leader. He led by example before even introducing us into this, into these concepts and about inward and outward mindsets, you could already tell that he was living that out through the way that he taught and cared about each student in the way that he shook your hand, every single person as you walked into the door. And so I think when you see somebody that you've 
before he even introduced us to this content, you see somebody living out like that and caring so much about each person. It just, it makes you think you're like, what makes him act the way he does. And then when he introduced us to this content and kind of gave us an insight into that on top of just his, he's just a great person already, but it just really like, it helps you resonate more and, and learn the content and live it out through your life. Yeah. Yeah. Drew is a, Monarchy's a bit of a legend over there. And you, you all were witness of our banter back and forth in the classroom. I had a, the privilege of being able to join you guys often, um, you know, the beginning of the first part of last year. So yeah, Drew is, Drew is great. So I, I appreciate you guys sharing a little bit of your insight about him. I know that, I know that any teacher would love to hear those sort of things shared about them. Um, and perhaps not all teachers um, have have that sort of a reputation, but Drew, if you meet him uh, and if uh, any listeners, if you listen to that episode, you'll see why um, these gentlemen speak the way they do about, about him. Great person. So tell us about uh, what it was like being uh, introduced to this concept of seeing people, this, this idea of inward mindset, outward mindset. I know all three of you participated in that first Saturday event that we did before the year before it was even a class, but just want to hear some first impressions of the day, you know, like how it started and how it ended and what your takeaways were. I actually didn't do that first Saturday. That was just these two, Ian and Isaac were a part of that. And they were the ones that kind of introduced me to the class and said, Hey, like, I think you would benefit from this information. I think you would really enjoy what Monarchy's telling us. And so that's, that's when I started taking the class was the beginning of the year. And my first interpretation was like a little funny because it seemed like everyone had, as Monarchy likes to say, drank in the punch for him. <laughs> like everything he said was like gold. And it was my first time having uh, him as a teacher. So I was still getting to know him uh, as well as I could in those first couple of weeks. So I was just trying to get used to this sense of respect that everyone seemed to have for him, where it was anything he was saying, like that material needed, that material always resonated and that material was always listened to. And just that sense of respect made the, the class so easy to follow along and listen to. Yeah, I think going off that, what what made me buy into the class so i won't say so quickly but like so easily was um just knowing monarchy before and seeing how passionate he was for the material i just knew him as a person and so knowing that he liked it so much made me realize what like how helpful this could be for me as well so in the classroom i guess that that's how i how i bought in so quickly it was funny when he came to us, Isaac and I, with the material because he asked us to stay after class one day. And then there was another group of students with us. And it was this like super secretive thing at first. It was really funny. And <laughs> he wasn't telling us any information. He's like, I just need you guys to buy in. And we're like, all right, like we trust him and we've had him as a teacher. Yeah. And we know like, what if he's super passionate about something and, and he's asking you to follow him blindly, then what's at the end of that is probably something worth waiting for. Mm -hmm. So it was, super, like, it was super funny just being like, all right, like I, I give you my trust for this. Like I trust what you have for the future of whatever it is that you're super excited and passionate about. So 
we'll go down this road with you. And then it end, ended up being this amazing thing that taught us lessons that I never would have even imagined in, in high school, especially. So it was definitely cool. Yeah. Being yeah. able to be asked to do something like that. It did definitely not sound that fun at the beginning though, <laughs> when he said to come in on Saturdays hey, and six hours on a Saturday, it'll be well, fun. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to learn on a Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I mean, a lot of respect to you guys and everyone that showed up that day because, again, you know, when I was in high school, that was not something that I would look forward to necessarily. But that relationship that you explained with Monarchy was important. You know, the trust there is important. And, and I heard both of you, you say that word. And just a side note, you know, for for leaders and people listening, you know, that idea of, of trust is is crucial. Trust, a lot of times we think is... Uh, we think it's a, a prerequisite for something great to happen, but it's actually an outcome, right? It's something that's built together. And so, you know, the trust that you guys had spent building with, with, uh, with Monarchy, you know, was, it sounds like it was the reason why you showed up, but obviously, you know, like you said, there was lesson, there were lessons that you began to learn that you now looking back probably think, and these were your words that you never would have thought you learned, you would have learned in, in high school. So, so start, mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about some of those lessons, like the first, you know, even that first Saturday, um, for the two of you that were there or beyond that, some of those first lessons that started to resonate with you that caused you to think about things that maybe you didn't spend time thinking about before. Well, we started with a few exercises, I believe. And one, I think that stood out for me was the the basketball exercise where mm. you, you know, there was a person on each team. I think that the whole team was trying to keep the ball away from, from yeah, the captain. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, were you, and, were you one of the captains? Yeah. I was. The <laughs> I, remember, I remember. Okay. Keep going. I remember this. And it was really funny because I like growing up playing basketball, I had already had like an advantage, but it didn't really work out. Like my, the team, the other team kept passing me the ball which was really funny. So I was still a part of it, but what I did learn and I caught onto pretty fast was that my own team was trying to keep the ball away from me and how that it just led to this whole lesson of, you know, like teamwork and seeing other people as equal to yourself. And, you know, each person has a critical part of the team, no matter what, you know, they're just, each person is their own and they can bring mm -hmm. big things to the table. But when you don't acknowledge that, then it really, like sets, it just hurts the teamwork and it sets everybody off. And it, that was just like, had to have been super quick into the, that first Saturday. And it was already just a huge lesson learned. And then from there, it just kept building. Yeah. And what, what, uh, you know, what he's explaining is an activity that we, we, uh, leaned on from Peace Players International that, and they use, um, basketball and other sports, um, to teach these principles around outward mindset and seeing people as people. And they have this basketball drill that the concept we were trying to teach was sometimes we see other people as irrelevant. Um, and so we set it up, you know, two teams of five and uh, we assigned captains. The captains were, are usually people that are, you know, like you mentioned, have played basketball before, probably a little more skilled or talented than the rest. And so while one of us is talking to the captains, trying to pump them up to be a great leader on the team, the other person uh, goes, you know, 
leader, you know, the other adult, I guess, in this setting takes the, the other teams aside and says, all right, you have one objective and it's to not pass to your captain. <laughs> and so the captains don't know and they play a full on game. And we played for what, like 10 or plus minutes. And uh, at first, you know, you don't really notice it, but after a while, and you were one of the captains, like you said, you start to notice that nobody's passing you the ball. And then after, if you remember the debrief, I think was where um, we had a lot of the learning where we talked about well, what did it feel like, you know, um, and yeah. it transitioned well to, well, do you think that, you know, this was a game, this was set up, but do you think that we can see people as relevant people that they, they don't matter like we matter? Um, and that's, right. that's where the learning starts to sink in of, well, yeah, we, we do. And we don't have to be playing a sport or, or doing something active to do it. Sometimes we just, sometimes we do that to people that are even close to us. Um, we see mm-hmm. them as, as somebody that's not as important as us. And, and what, what do you think that does to our relationships? And so that's, that's the, the conversations that, that those activities led to, which is what I think where the, the most learning happened, um, is how did we debrief an experience like that? Yeah, so that's a good one. I forgot that you were one of the, you're one of the captains. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's why it stuck with me so much. Yeah. I was one of the guys not passing it to you, so yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> and you're also like uh, you're also like you're also like six six, so you're getting all the rebounds. I remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember attempting to dunk and failing, <laughs> and just seeing everyone's faces. <laughs> just feeling terrible. It's fine. I I'll, I'll at some point. No hats off to even doing that. Like Monarchy always says, for taking the risk. Thanks for taking the oh, risk God. that day. For the sake yeah. of everyone else's learning, thank you. <laughs> so, what else? What other? Uh, what other lessons? And they don't have to be I, from that first day, but just when you think back, like what were some of the first things that you began to realize? The realizations that you came to. I do think going off that the irrelevancies, and then also the objects and vehicles is how we see other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's when I kind of started to understand what was being taught. And I kind of could apply that to my life pretty quickly and see the people that I'm around and who I see as irrelevant, who I use as vehicles. That's a huge one for me, like especially in school, who I who I use to get homework or who I use to just get whatever I need from them and then push them aside. Um, And also at work too, just who um, who I don't talk to because they seem irrelevant to me or I can't get anything from them. So I just push them off to the side. And I think that was where I officially like understood what was actually being taught to me. Yeah. And those realizations are important because, you know, um, and I know you all know this, I'm just always reiterating things for listeners, but uh, it this is all happening mentally, right? So it's not like we literally are pushing other people to the side. We're doing it mentally. And so we're disregarding somebody somebody's humanity as being important and and the the kicker is that we don't see it right so we don't actually see that we're doing this until we have some sort of a an awakening where we all of a sudden can see oh crap i do that um and those are those realizations that that i think are important for us to make no matter where at what point we are in life if we're a you know 70 years old and and are a, a leader in the community or if we're 10 right uh those are important realizations to make. How do we see other people around us? So, Gage, what what about you? What was one of your first takeaways um, or kind of foundational learning moments throughout yeah, the course? I would, 
I was going to say, for me, it was when Monarchy was talking about carry boxes and he was like, he was giving us scenarios for, for example, like the I deserve box, like you get done with a long day of school and, uh, you know, you go home and your parents ask you to do this, this, and this, and you do what they say. And then, you know, you think you deserve some time off or you deserve this or that. And just by him giving us those scenarios, it made me, I was able to identify those situations in life where I'm carrying a box, like he would always say. Mm-hmm. Either whether that be I deserve something or I'm less than or better than. And it that was the first time I, was, I could use real life applications in that class. And I'd catch myself in between classes. I'd be like, oh, I'm in a box right now. I deserve, I think I deserve this, or I think I'm less than, you know, why am I in that box? And then from there, he was trying to help us identify how we got into that box and how to get out. I think that's where it all started really churning in my head for me. That's awesome. I agree too. Uh, Yeah, for sure. I have a a follow-up question for all of you, but first just, I just want to reemphasize or reiterate what these concepts are for any listeners who don't know. Um, You know, when we talk, when Arbinger talks about carry boxes, what they're essentially talking about is self-justifying images that we carry around these perspectives of, of ourselves. and and how others should be uh, that we carry into different situations. And so in some situations, I might carry this self-justifying image of being better and more deserving, better than others. And I'm more des- because of that, I'm more deserving. Um, and so therefore, I have a sense of entitlement. Um, I get impatient easily and so on and so forth, right? And then the other, the other way, the other self-justifying image we might have is one of being less than or worse than other people, you know, it's kind of a full of bitter, bitterness and jealousy, and 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 along with that comes this this carry box, as we call it, of needing to be seen a certain way. We we don't feel like we're we're up to the the task, but we don't want anybody to know that. So we carry this need to be seen as box of or self justifying image of wanting people to see us a certain way, and all of those things are all noise that gets us more and more focused on ourselves and less and less focused on what is actually in front of us, the reality before us, our relationships, um, and what's going on around us. So, um, so it sounds like those carry boxes were a a foundational moment for you. Those, those actually were for me too. When I first went through it, um, you know, many years ago, uh, those are the things that really intrigued me the most and and helped me come to many realizations that I needed to come to. But the follow-up question I had was everything that the three of you said, those I would argue those aren't normal things that high school students are learning or contemplating on <laughs> in class, right? I heard seeing people as how they see people as irrelevant or vehicles and admit and and admitting that they do that, right? And and, and then these carry boxes that we carry these ways of seeing others and and ourselves into into relationships and into scenarios like you mentioned gauge of being des- I feel the sense of entitlement and deserving when I come home I worked hard I should get, you know, I don't I would argue that not a lot of people in general think those things but especially when we're in high school I certainly wasn't. And so talk to me a little bit about that. I mean, did you notice that what you were learning was different from what you were learning in any of your other classes? Did you notice a difference between the way that you started to think and maybe some of your other peers that weren't going through this course 
I mean, tell me a little bit about that experience of, of what you began to notice or, or as you look back upon it, things that you were, that you noticed. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think it was so funny every time someone would ask where I was going to fourth period, I had a hard time explaining what I was doing <laughs> <laughs> to them because it was just so like out of the normal for a class yeah. and even describing like, this is what I do for a class, an actual period. It has a name, like just describing that to friends. They were like, just so confused by that. Cause they don't, they would have never done that in, in their normal day without that class. So I think it was definitely not something that the normal high school kid did in their time there. And I'm happy that I was one of the few that did. Mm-hmm. It was always interesting leaving that class. Cause you always left with some, profound note or some profound idea and then just going like it was the end of our school day so then we had the rest of our days ahead of us whether it was going to work or hang out with friends or go to school or go home and have dinner with our families and you just leave with these like the carry boxes the justifications that that thought in your head lingering and then you have the night to sleep on and then you go into your next school day still thinking about those things and one of the most important things for me that i noticed a, a huge difference in was justification and how we justify our inward actions. Yeah. And that was a huge thing that I noticed I was doing all the time in my life, whether it's like, oh, like I don't, I'm not going to talk to my family because I have school to do. Or like I could be it's fine that I'm rude to my little brother because I have this huge paper to do or all like not not saying thank you to my mom for making dinner or not even thanking my teachers for giving us the time or for teaching us, you know, like all these justifications that were going through my head for inward actions that I had never realized until I was going through that class and like gate shed and going through those carry boxes. Like, why do I believe that I'm better than them? Or why do I think I'm worse than them? And then really like dissecting that in our, in my off time and being like, what, what relationships did I use this in today? And, and why did I do that? And why did I think I deserved that? And why did I think I could use these justifications? And so going through, you know, just normal school, but then like all the time, just evaluating why I'm doing things and why I'm acting a certain way was really interesting. And I think it really helped me like become more mature and just build stronger relationships in general, not only with my friends, but with my teachers, I noticed a huge difference as well. Yeah. A heightened, uh, um, sense of self-awareness is what I'm hearing you describe. Um, which is, you know, something that, people spend a lifetime working on is how can they be more self-aware situationally aware as well. Um, mm-hmm. and so it's awesome that you were, that's was one of the skill sets. Cause it, I think it's a skill set to, to become self-aware is something we have to work at and, and, and work on, um, that you were learning that in a class in fourth period. Right. And I can relate to, uh, what you said, uh, Isaac of trying to share what you, what the class is about. That's, that's how I feel when I'm trying to tell people what I do for work. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't really, Yeah. How do you tell somebody, right? Gage, what about you? Any any response to that question? Just how you began to see the difference in 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 you and maybe in your peers that weren't in the class? I'd say a lot of it was I feel like I learned a lot while explaining it to others because people did ask, like you guys are saying, like they were curious what this class was about, what we were learning. So by explaining it to other people, I feel like sometimes my 
peers or my close friends would be like, oh, like that's interesting. Um, and just learn something off of my explanation. Well, so there's other questions I want to get into, but I want to just kind of build a stronger foundation so that any listeners listening can maybe catch on a little bit to the to the depth of of what we're talking about. But we'll we'll just we'll start with just defining, you know, what having an outward mindset means. Um, you know, anybody can answer, but what do you think it means to have an outward mindset? What does it mean to see people as people? And why is that why is that something that's worth having a class about? Because the concept alone, it's not like before you took this class of somebody to say, hey, Gage, you think it's important to see people as people? You'd probably say, yeah. But okay, so what? What? Why? Why is it different now? I mean, let's speak to that a little bit because I think that'll provide a really good, some more context for some of these other questions I want to want to get into for people to really understand the depth of of this idea that we're talking about. To me, when I first was introduced to outward mindset, it was this idea of like obviously you see people as people as like humans that are just in your life and they're just objects that move by you, you know, but it was really, it was really looking at, okay, these people, they have their own lives. They have their own goals, dreams, desires, wants, and needs. And how can we be aware of those and how can we help them achieve those? And really just, it really helps you, you know, build these deeper relationships by just, as you said, seeing them as people, but really, really what you're seeing is you see their needs, their wants, their desires, and all these things that they, it, you see their goals for life and how they go about them and what you can do to really help them get there. Yeah. Yeah. So seeing, so seeing a person is beyond, oh, they have, you know, hair and eyeballs and skin like me, but it's, um, uh, and I know, I know Drew said to make a bald joke about me. So that would be the time. Some of us. Well, if we a joke about you, we'd have to make at least like 10 about him and then throw a few short jokes here and there. So, <laughs> yes, Monarchy and I have that in common. We are uh, both uh, follically challenged. Um, but uh, back, to, back to what I was saying is, you know, seeing people as people is beyond, uh, okay, they're a person like me with, you know, flesh and bones and eyeballs and blah, blah, blah. There, there's somebody that has fears, just like I have fears. Somebody has desires and hopes and dreams, and it's an interesting thing that happens when we start to actually consider that about other people. We start to change a little bit, right? We start to th- think a little differently. We start to act a little differently. We start start to respond to those individuals a little differently, um, and that that's something that our world needs. To be quite honest, right? We need a little bit more of that. <laughs> Um, of people being more mindful and, and and taking others into account at that level beyond, oh yeah, they're just another person like me, but really thinking about what that means. Um, so that's what I'm hearing. I'm just reiterating, but keep keep going. This is good. And off of that one, I feel like I would start asking myself how my actions are impacting each person that I pass by in a day. Mm-hmm. Every, like I would break down conversations and ask myself, did I negatively affect that person's day? Like, did I make their challenges harder today? Did I make some of their dreams a little bit easier? And I was trying to find my what's the word. You're trying to be aware. Yeah. I'm just trying to be more aware Your of impact. how I'm. Yeah. 
Yeah, aware of my impact. There we go. Yeah, and your acknowledgement of seeing these people as people with an outward mindset, there's this like sense of like humanity and like kindness where it's just like this person that you may never talk to or say hi to, like they just be all of their life because it matters to you at that moment. Like Uh when you see them as a person and it's crazy that that understanding in that moment when you're like, Oh, this person, like they have goals for the future. They want to achieve this and this, and maybe I negatively, negatively affect them this way. And you know, what does that do to them? And what does that do to me? And how, like, what's just, what's the impact to build off gauge? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, you know, something, this is a really important concept you're bringing up because you know, I could, we could ask anybody right now that's listening is how often, how often do you think of your impact on other people in a normal day? Um, and if you're like me, you know, even though, even, even knowing all of this stuff inside and out, it's still probably more often than not that I don't think about my, my impact on other people. And, and I mean, the, what that can change in relationships and in interactions can be um, of significant uh, effect. You know, I mean, it can it can make or break a relationship when we start to consider our impact on others. Um, how have how have any of you seen? How did you begin to see how it impacted your your relationships, whether it's with your friends, your family members? I mean, what was what was how did it impact that? Did you? I mean, what did your did your parents notice a difference in you? What you were learning? I mean. Talk to us about that. I think that's really interesting. There's a whole nother level that your relationships go to, in my opinion, when when you start to recognize, you know, your actions and your impact on other people. And so you may you may think already that you have, you know, this wonderful relationship with your family and your friends, but when you really start to dissect that and go, okay, how did this, you know, little comment maybe it was rude or something, how did that affect like my friend's day or you know, what impacts do you really have on your family and how can you make that impact greater? And then from there, it kind of just expands. You go, I, I see what it's like to, to really think about my impact on my really strong relationships with my family, you know, my friends, all these long relationships. And then you start to go, okay, how can I have this important, greater impact on just these, you know, one, like one-time conversations, you know, maybe you're getting a coffee from somebody like, and it's so easy to see them as, oh, that's just a person handing me the coffee. Like I'm using them to get my coffee so I can go on with my day. But then when you see them as a person, you're like, they have a life, they're working. What are they working for? What are they trying to do with their life? Why do they have this job? And then you can kind of take that second and just think about it and see them and, you know, maybe give them a compliment, try to just improve their day and see who they are. And I think that that little thing of just trying to see who they are and really what they want with their life or what's challenging them can just be important in, in improving and making really great relationships. Yeah. I like how you said different level of living. Do you think that, you know, these principles around outward mindset and seeing people as people have helped you live life at a deeper level and, and, and be in the moment more? Absolutely. I think for me, I was always like, oh yeah, I have a good relationship with everybody. But then when you, when I started to think about it, I was like, I don't, I have like strong relationships with a few people, but how can I make my relationships with everybody strong? And I think it just really came down to the point of being like, I, they were, you know, an object to me, Mm -hmm. a lot of the people in my life and how can I make it 
that they're not and that they're important to me. And I can understand that. And so, especially for like my family, like my little brother, to me, I was like, oh yeah, I had a good relationship with him. But when I really started to dissect that and think of the impact I had on his life, I was like, man, I'm, I'm constantly seeing him, you know, as irrelevant or an object or a vehicle. Like I need to see him as a person. And so I think that allowed me to just like take a step back and be like, okay, who is my little brother? You know, what, what does he want? What is he like? And all these different things. And that really improved our relationship. Yeah. That's powerful, man. That's really good. Thank you. What else from the others, the other two, same questions. I I think it's funny. You mentioned getting coffee. Uh, I, I think the easiest way to apply just seeing people for me was at my job. I make coffee and I give it to people like you said, but so just seeing faces go by like hundreds at a time, just going through the, through the shop and understanding that I have a small window to get to know someone who has a life just like I do. Um, and just getting a small snapshot of what their life is like. And I think it's a weird scenario where, um, by me opening up and talking to them, I get happiness from it, but also like having someone open up to them, they also feel comfortable and they, uh, walk away from the conversation feeling happy as well. So I think being open can lead to, and just seeing someone as they are can, can lead to a lot more than we even think, even if it's just a small conversation. Yeah. No, that's, uh, you know, what you got me thinking about was, uh, the, the famous story. I don't know. I don't, there's been so many versions. I don't know who exactly it was, but here's the version I heard. I've heard, I think it was time magazine was doing a, you know, a story on NASA and they interviewed a bunch of people in NASA and were asking them about their job. Like, what do they do? And, um, of course, everybody is like, oh, I'm an engineer and I do this and I do that. And they go into all the technic, the technical things of what they do. But their favorite interview was the was with the janitor. And when they asked the janitor, what do you do for work? He said, I helped put a man on the moon. And they were, really, they were really intrigued by that. Like, I helped put a man on the moon. And I thought of that when you were talking because you said, what I do for work is I make coffee and give it to people. But then you went on to actually share what you really do for work. You have a brief moment in time to see people as people and uh, to, you know, have an enriching experience, even if it's just a, for a few seconds, but to see them as a person to ensure that they're having a good experience, even though they showed up to get some coffee and you showed up to give some coffee. There's more to it than that. <laughs> and and I, I love that because I'll tell you, I spend time with with people twice your age trying to help them capture that there's a bigger vision and purpose in what they do. That it's not just, oh, you do this and that and the other when you show up to work. There's so much more that you do. Um, and when you can see it, it really unlocks the potential um, that each of us have. And so it's really cool to hear that you know, you, you've you started to unlock some of that potential at such a young age um, in your ability to be in the moment, to live life at a deeper level. That's, I mean, that's, that's pretty remarkable, um, is to say the least. So... Gage, what about you, man? What, how, how did you start to see it impact, you know, your relationships, um, you know, at home or, or elsewhere? Yeah. Um, at home, I'm not sure if they noticed, if my family noticed like, oh, he's taking a class. He's so much more compassionate and nice and all these things. I, I don't know if they would say that, but I think when reflecting on myself, 
I think I did grow some more compassion towards my family. And I started to think more about what they were doing during their day. Cause we all get home at the end of the day, I'm done with school, you know, rewind like a year or two. I'm done with school and they're both done with work. And maybe I had a bad day at school. And if they're giving me a hard time or if we're getting in a little argument, I immediately like shift that towards them. I'm like, man, why do they have to give me this hard time? Like, I just, it was like, I'm in a, I deserve box. But then I tried to think like, maybe they had an even more stressful day They're And not even that they're doing that for me. They're providing for me by they're bringing on all these different stresses so that I can eat, sleep in a house. So it just kind of opened up my eyes more why they were doing what they were doing and just made me give them more slack, I guess, Mm -hmm. and stop trying to be so hard on them or like insinuate or start arguments or just always have the last word in argument. I'd just be like, how can I end this argument? I want everyone to be happy. There's no reason that we need to be snippy. Like, obviously we all had a bad day. We can still, you know, see each other as people and respect each other and be happy and hang out as a family. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that. I think it's kind of funny how you can live in the same house, like as your parents and not like what they do with their life when you're not there. Like sometimes you have to just sit down and, and just talk with your, your parents or with your siblings, whoever you're around all the time and understand what life is like when you're not in their, in in their bubble. Yeah. 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 That's, that's profound, man. Every, we all need to do a better job at that because typically we think about life as it pertains to us, right? And that's the power of the principles you, you guys were learning and that we're talking about is, is it can teach us that everybody else has the same bubble and I'm just a, I'm just a, another part of it, right? And, and the, the world doesn't just revolve around my bubble. And I, I, there's most days I see my world that way right now. But I, I constantly go back to these principles that we're talking about to help me understand and get 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 outside of that, um, you know, and see beyond myself. Um, so that's, I mean, that's a that's something that all of us need to do a better job at is actually take the time. And sometimes it doesn't take forever, but to just get glimpses of what life's like for other people, and and sometimes you know, doing the outward thing is not always doing the nice thing, right? And I know that that was a big focus in the class too of sometimes being outward means that we have to we have to do what's hard in the moment, right? Sometimes we have to say no or sometimes we have to, you know, intervene and it doesn't always come off as being nice and fluffy. Sometimes it comes off being kind of hard, um, but we miss out on those opportunities and we don't see them when we're inward because we might be focused on what people think about us. So we don't want to we don't want to say it because people might think we're mean or, or whatever, but when we can be outward, we, we stop thinking about all of that noise. We just live in the moment. Um, kind of like what you were saying earlier, Ian, is it helps us be present and, and in the, in the moment. Um, so I want to, I want to get into kind of highlights from specific class, you know, classes that you had, um, like content that was covered stories that was shared because one of my favorite things was showing up and I wouldn't come every class, right? But I would come sometimes, but I love showing up and just hearing people share stuff. Um, it was, it was, uh, 
you know, as Monarchy says, a cup filler. I mean, it was awesome. And I actually have a, I actually have one of my favorite experiences is about the three of you. And I don't know if you know this, but um, I, I can't remember the topic that I came in to teach. I think it was steps of getting out of the box. And, um, you know, there's the four steps. There's, uh, you know, notice the, notice the red flag. So notice that you have a problem. Um, uh, ponder the situation differently, you know, and then, um, you know, follow your, follow your sense basically. Um, fi- sorry, find an out of the box space is one of those steps. I think that's step number two. So notice that you're in the box, find an out of the box space, which basically means think about something or go somewhere or talk to somebody that helps you think differently so that you're not justifying all the time, like you mentioned earlier, Ian. And then the third was to ponder the situation differently. And then the fourth was to follow your steps. So we're talking about those four steps. And then there was this activity that we did um, where I asked everybody to share, you know, who are three people that, sorry, who are people in your life um, that are, uh, that you're rarely in the box towards the box being seeing you see them as objects, right? And the, the for any, anyway, anybody that's a listener, when we talk about the box, that's a metaphor to to mean we're talking about being inward. So if I'm in the box, it means I'm seeing people as objects. So one of the questions was, who are people in your life that are not, that you're typically not in the box towards and why? And so some kids were sharing, but then Gage, it was you that shared, and I hope you don't mind me sharing this story. Um, and uh, if you do, we can cut it out. But you said uh, you you uh, you raised your hand and and this is and I'm going to tell you my memory of it and my perspective of it, but you raised your hand and there was some emotion behind your response and the class was quiet and you pointed across the room at these two gentlemen that are on the call with you today and you know with uh, with emotion behind it you said those two guys over there um, you know are are two people that I can always rely on right. Um, and that are always going to be there for me. And, uh, and again, there, there was emotion behind it and everybody felt it. And in the moment, it was awesome to hear that. But as I think about it more, I'm, I'm, I'm like the trust that was in that room with, I mean, how many kids were in the class? Almost 40, (laughs) right. Mm -hmm. To be able to share things like that and, and have people in the room, trust that in for like for you to trust them with that information to open up like that, to be that vulnerable, um, was pretty cool to, to be a part of and to witness. Um, but that was one of my, you know, one of the memories that I have in the class with you three specifically that I, you know, I won't, I won't ever forget. Um, as Drew says, as I've already mentioned, willing to take the risk. It was cool to see that. It's cool to be part of that. When you said you had a story, I was like, what could he possibly say? I (laughs) almost forgot about, but yeah, no, I don't mind at all. Yeah. That was a good, that was a good moment. I, I think that that half of a senior year that we got was such an interesting time for us three. Uh, everyone's quarantining now in their own bubbles, but it felt like then the three of us were like in our own bubble. <laughs> we, we were together like 90% of every week, just always together. And that's what I think taking this class together as well was so interesting to see because we're all kind of learning at our own pace, but also doing it together. So just experiencing life together and also applying what we're learning in the class to our lives as we, Mm -hmm. as we go along and being able to hold each other accountable too. Yeah. 
in class, it's really easy. You know, like everybody in the class is holding each other accountable. But then when we would go outside of class, you know, we, we had every single class together. So, you know, we could see these inward actions that each other were, were doing or we would call each other out on it. And it, it was just really an eye opener. You'd be like, you're right. You know, I'm justifying this action. I need to not do that or I need to get out of my box. I know of feeling like I deserve. And so it was really cool having, you know, this super strong friendship and then just being able to build on it more with all this stuff and just being around each other all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. Break down, uh, break down what a typical class looked like, you know, in this outward mindset class, what did, what did it look like from start to finish? And then maybe share a couple of your favorite classes, like, days that you had but break it down somebody just break down like what happened from the moment you showed when you showed up to the end well usually me and isaac would walk into starbucks <laughs> one for probably each of us three and then one for monarchy yeah, always we have one for him. so we would always come in with that and then he monarchy would be at the door excited ready to greet us high fives handshakes everything and then i'd say about half of the classes there was usually like a worksheet or something to pick up at the door and we would focus on whatever content content or material was on there and he would usually talk about that content we would turn with a partner or maybe a group and discuss it and try and the meet and greet apply that yeah oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i know i know a major focus of the class was always um communicating with each other Mm-hmm. So one, we got to just know each other in the class, the 40 of us that were there. And I think that's what made the the trust that you're talking about. But um, I appreciated that probably half of the class was just group discussions and um, turning to partners, like you said, or small groups and learning about each other or talking over the content and stuff like that. Yeah. And to build on that, like what Gage said, like the worksheets and stuff, it was cool because, you know, in every other class, it's like you fill in this worksheet for a grade and you turn it in. But that mm-hmm. wasn't even, that wasn't even close to being in Monarchy's head of what the worksheets are for is, you know, let's, let's review a little bit of the information that we had from last class. Let's build on that. And then at the end, we would always get into a group with new people most of the time. I mean, at some point we'd have to get in the same group with mm-hmm. you know same people, but, and then we would talk about it. And I think that of like reviewing building on new information and then talking about it with your peers that just really helps you get a better understanding of it. And then also helps to you know live it out again. But it's like, it is helpful that to know it's like, I'm not doing this for a grade. It's like, I'm doing this to grow as a person. And so having that understanding was super weird at first going into a class where as Monica likes to say, you know, we play school, we do it so we can get good grades, but we don't really learn where this class was the exact opposite. You know, the whole point of it was for us to grow as people and as people in the community and as leaders. And so, and just not worry about, you know, grades and how it's going to affect our GPA or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really cool to hear. Um, to tell, speak to some of the components of the class that involved, you know, outside folks coming in. Um, you know, the meet to learns that you do, um, some of the, the things that they would share, the purpose behind those meet to learns, what, what came of them, maybe some of the stories that you heard from, from anybody that, that came in. Uh, I'd say the biggest thing Monica was trying to push for the meet to learns was 
seeing people, was seeing these random business owners or uh, charity staff, office staff, anyone that would come in and we would just talk to them, ask them, you know, where they grew up, what were their dreams when they were our age? What did they think was going to become of their life? And it was pretty much about learning whoever was up there. And then towards the end, we would all try and get an idea of one way we could help each person that came in so that we could either help with their dreams or help with their struggles just any way we can. Yeah. I think one of the coolest days for me personally was, well, we have a security guard and she's like the nicest lady ever at West. And she says hi to everybody. And, you know, she tries to remember everybody's name. And when you go into school, she's always like, Oh, how's it going? You know, she's a very genuine person. She's living out this outward mindset without even knowing. And so when we had her in, she told us her whole life story, you know, all the struggles and she had just broken her leg or ankle or something. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. she wasn't able to walk around the school as much. And so one thing that our class decided to do was to, to make a way to go down pretty consistently and just say hi to her in her office. Cause that's what her, that's what made the job for her is, you know, seeing all these kids and feeling like she was making a difference in all their lives. And so I think learning that, you know, just her whole past and what, why she has the job she does and what, what she loves about it was super cool. Cause you know, you just see a security guard and you're like, Oh, you know, they're just here to take care of the bad kids or whatever. But to find out that she just loves being around kids and that making a difference in their lives by being able to protect them and say hi to them. That those little things to her can mean nothing to us, but understanding that was a big thing for me. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the me to learns were probably my favorite takeaway from the class as a whole. I remember we had Jolie was her name. She was like mm. the office manager or office, the bookkeeper, whatever her role yeah. was. Um, someone that we, we would have walked by a hundred times from freshman year all the way to senior year and never once had a meaningful conversation with, but then to have her come into our class and just absolutely adore her by what she says and just getting to know her and then continue that relationship through the rest of our year and get her coffee in the mornings and stuff like that. Just, just a friendship that we would have never even known was right there to just learn about and just get to know her was, was amazing. I think probably my favorite, favorite takeaway from the class. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. You know, I work with people, people and leaders and, and, in conflict or, you know, facing challenging situations. And the answer is always right in front of them. (laughs) You know, uh, it's like the person that's across the table, uh, or the person that's down the hall. Um, and it's so hard for us to, to see that the answer is right there. But, you know, you explaining that story is a great example of when we start to see someone as a person, it unlocks the possibilities um, that are before us. And this is an individual that you weren't necessarily in conflict before with, you know, it's not like you, you had a bad relationship, just somebody that you walked past a hundred times since freshman year or more, but never really noticed, never really stopped to have a conversation. But now it's one of your biggest takeaways from, from a class um, because you made the choice to see, you know, her as a person and there's a lot of power behind that. Um, And again, something that our, our world and our communities need a lot more of. <laughs> um, 
because of the circumstances. So we're coming up on an hour, so I just want to get a few more questions in. Um, and kind of leading off this last one and the in you know that last comment I made of the state of our of our world, I'm curious to hear how these principles have provided a new perspective for you with both COVID ramifications of 2020, you know, social and racial unrest in the in the country. I mean, how has these how have these principles impacted your perspective on things um, that you've noticed? I think for me, during this pandemic and everything, I feel like I potentially could have a lot of things to complain about. I could complain about, you know, losing the second half of my senior year. I could complain about losing my first year in college, you know, not having that college experience. I could go on, but realizing that everybody is going through this, that it's, there's a whole world out there that is also has things to complain about that also has struggles that are probably way bigger than mine, way bigger than a senior year of high school. You know, I, I fortunately haven't lost anyone to this crazy year and, you know, people out there are. So it's again, being self-aware and realizing that there's so many other struggles out there that are just as important, if not more important than my own. Yeah. For me, and this is something that we haven't touched on all, but collusion. And I think learning about that is probably my biggest takeaway from the class. But during this pandemic and this, you know, election and all of the protests and you really, once you understand collusion, you really can recognize it. And so recognizing all this collusion in different aspects of my life you know, whether it's people arguing about politics or whatnot and trying to get allies, it's really been, you know, you can take a step out of that collusion and say, how can I, you know, not add to this problem? How can I help resolve these issues? Whether it's like, if I have a disagreement with anybody I know and being like, yeah, we may have a disagreement, but not adding to collusion, not adding to that spiral, you know, you're gathering allies to create these two different sides where it's just, it's no longer you and this person in this discussion. It's all these people that you brought in to try to, you know, justify your action, justify what you need and to build, you know, into your box more. So I think it's been really interesting recognizing all this collusion in the world and being like, and just seeing, you know, the different types of arguments out there. Cause at first you would just see, Oh yeah, there's, there's these different parties in argument and in conflict. But when you, really dive into that, you can understand it more. And I think collusion has really helped me do that. Yeah. Collusion, uh, you can't unsee it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and the way, you know, for listeners, the way we define collusion is not the legal way that it's defined or in the dictionary, the way that Arbinger defines collusion is when two or more people are mutually seeing each other as objects. Um, and they just go in this conflict escalation cycle of inviting the very things that they hate about each other um uh from one another and in order to seek justification because if if somebody do, if if you do wrong to me then that gives me justification to do wrong to you and on and on we go and um and then one of the sweetest forms of justification is you know these these young men have learned in in the courses gathering allies if you can get people on your side seeing the same thing that you see and saying the same things about others that you say, 
then that makes the justification even stronger and, and it gets us further and further away from change. And so it's it's really good that you can see collusion right now. And then what what we need more of is people being able to see it and then understand their role in it. You know, have I added to justification? Am I part of the problem? You know, especially in big grand collusions like we see in politics or, you know, um, you know, racism in our country. It's it's such a big thing. It's not like it's not like we are the source, but understanding how we add to it is really important um in helping us find solutions to it. So that's really cool that that's that's been one of your takeaways and surprised we hadn't talked about collusion yet because it's usually a that's usually a big one. Yeah. By you. I I can go off that. Yeah. I in the the COVID times, I think just being trapped in my house with just just my parents. Um, it was a stressful time for both my parents and their jobs, just navigating that. And then a hard time for me as well, just with all the the things I've lost and stuff, not being in the best mood. Um, it caused a lot of just non-happiness in our house. And that also led to different collusions and stuff like that in in my own household with just the three of us. And I think recognizing that and then being the first one to take the step to break that collusion and be like, hey, let's <laughs> let's do this instead, or just kind of break the tension or um just just recognize it fast so you don't just waste time being unhappy in this small situation that we're in in my house. Um, so I think that was one thing that I learned in class that helped me in this, this time in specific. Yeah. Yeah. I think we waste a lot of time when we are inward. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I appreciate you, you all sharing that and, and, you know, I total understanding of how hard this year has been for everybody, but, you know, specifically you know, our, 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 uh, seniors of last year, right. It's obviously you, you all know firsthand that it wasn't, you know, an ideal end of your, your high school, uh, uh, careers and, and start of, of, of your college careers. I mean, those are really pivotal moments for, for people. And I know that because of the year you guys were kind of spun for the loop, but, um, you know, just getting to know the three of you as, as I have, it's easy to see that you're landing on your feet and, and continuing to move forward. Um, I, uh, I like to keep these close to an hour. So I just have one more question I wanted to, to hear from you all on. And, um, this is going to cause you to, I'm going to ask you to think a little bit kind of in the future and down the road, but really interested in hearing how you feel, you know, the experience in that in that course, because at the end of the day, it was a high, it was a course, right? It was a high school class. Um, but, uh, from the sounds of it, it was one that was more impactful than probably all of your other high school classes. So just want to know how, what you learned in that class, um, how you feel it's going to impact you, you know, in the future as future, um, parents, partners, spouses to somebody, leaders, business people, whatever, wherever you want to take that. But how, what do you think are going to be the biggest things that it impacts you for the, that, that impacts you for the rest of your life? For me, it, it helps me understand that like these topics and 
this information is something that I want to be a part of for a lot of my life. And so it helped me understand that I want to go into psychology. So it really helped me understand like the major that I'm going to study in college. But I think not career-wise, I think it's like overall throughout my life, it'll help me just be like a better friend and hopefully one day just like a great dad mm-hmm. and just really help to be, you know, there for my spouse and there for my kids and just be that, I guess, beacon of light for the people in my life. I, I think I've realized even, even recently that it's just kind of something that's in the back of my mind that I kind of think of every once in a while. And, or when I am in certain situations, I'll, I'll recognize, Oh, like I'm in a box right now or something like that most of the time it's after the fact. And I would hope that it would be in the situation that I can recognize things and um, fix it. But I think going down the road, just knowing that um, or just understanding that I can be more genuine with people and that invites genuineness back towards me. And so just to build those deeper connections with friends, with, I mean, a future wife or a future family, that kind of stuff, just, just not having fake relationships, I guess, really, really getting to know people. It's awesome. I'd say my, I'd say the impacts that I see on other people from whether that be from our meet to learns or just me applying this in my real life, seeing how it affects other people motivates me to, you know, be a little bit better. Like if I'm like, Oh yeah, I was, I was kind of outward. I, you know, saw them as a person. I'm like, well, how can I be better? You know, I don't really know this or this about them. So I think my biggest takeaway, I feel like I've been talking about the whole time is just my self-awareness and the ability to take a step back and really review how I'm impacting people. And if that's negative, positive, and how that has to change. And this course has given me a lot of different ways to pursue that different ways to stop myself when I'm being inward or different ways to get myself to be a little more outward and see, see my impact. Yeah. Well, um, three great, uh, responses there. Appreciate it guys. Um, I wish, uh, I wish we had more time. Uh, it'd be fun, uh, one day to do a, do a round two of this check-in, um, to see, you know, see how you, how you guys are doing. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, it was a, it was a privilege and a blessing to, to be a part of the, the course and the capacity that I was, that I was able to, um, to get to know the three of you, um, uh, a little bit more than I, than I would have. Um, I appreciated it and I loved learning from, from you guys. And, and I really, I mean it when I say that I, I think the three of you will go on to do some, some pretty remarkable things. Um, and just because of the people that you are, but also it's been clear in what you've learned. Uh, it's different. Um, it's, it's different than what most most uh, kids are learning in high school, um, and and so it's there's no doubt that that the things that you've learned and 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 the things that you've processed and what you've done as a result of it um, to make changes within yourselves 
that those are going to lead to some great opportunities um, and a lot of uh, positive impact on people. So I uh, appreciate, appreciate you guys. Appreciate you joining our, our show and, and sharing um, what you've learned with, with people. We haven't, we haven't specifically sp- spoken about leadership or, or, or conflict or leadership styles or some of the other topics that sometimes we cover on this podcast. But if you've been, if anybody's been listening and they're a leader, uh, you've, you've probably learned quite a bit. So um, I hope, I hope you have, and I hope that you've made note um, of several things that, that you can do to, to improve. I know that I have. Um, and so uh, just all in all, appreciate the three of you guys. Thank yeah, you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We appreciate you and thank you for you know sharing your journey and helping us along the way. Of course. All right, my dudes, it's been, it's been, a, it's been fun. Um, yes. I'll have, to, <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have to ping the episode over to you when we, uh, when we oh, yeah, yeah, please do. yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, good luck. Uh, good luck in, in continuing in, in college. And uh, I hope that our paths will cross again. Um, I'll do what I can to make sure of it. Yeah. Oh, they will. As did we. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just you wait. All right, guys. Oh, appreciate you. Thank Thanks, you. Chris. Yeah. Have a good one. All right. Um, you heard it uh, from three young men. Uh, just you know, just finished high school, starting their adult lives, going to college. They were more articulate and mature in principles, in talking about principles that people three times their their age have a hard time grasping and living. It was actually quite inspiring for me on on this side. Uh, even to hold back, I had to hold back emotion a few times just to hear how they spoke about things. Um, I, when I was 18, 19 years old, I was not talking like that and I could not speak to things that way. Um, and I did, I definitely was not concerned about my impact on other people. So, uh, there was a lot that I, you know, I could have said or that we could have dove into with them. I just wanted them to to share what they've learned, to share their experiences. Um, and they shared quite a bit and plenty to take note of. And so, I mean, what I said, uh, with them is hopefully Listeners, you've been listening, you've made note of some of the things they've discussed. I know we were talking about outward mindset principles and Arbinger principles that maybe you're not fully familiar with, but the the core and the heart of what they were talking about, I think is very simple, but not so easily lived and deployed. And they are great examples of what that looks like. So uh, I sure appreciated learning from them. Uh, Great young men. They're going to seriously go on and do great things. Appreciate all of you tuning in today. Um, share this episode, share all of our other episodes. Um, we're trying to, we're trying to share positive things in in our world and things that are helpful, not just to leaders, but to everybody. Uh, so thanks for tuning in again. This is the Rooted Leadership Podcast and until next time, take care and be safe.